I'd like to put a limiter on your face. <laughs> Ooh. How's it going, eh? It's going fine. How's it going with you? Yeah, pretty good. I'm right, doing okay. I heard you were sick recently. That's true. Uh, but let's first say it's just called Two Brothers. That's excellent because I am one of the brothers named James. <laughs> I'm Marcus. Hey. Welcome to the show, anybody and everybody. Mm-hmm. One uh, and everyone. <laughs> um, and yeah, I uh, became sick on Thursday, I want to say. So that's when it started. Uh, Friday was pretty bad. Yesterday was no better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but today it's uh, on the seems on mend. We'll see. Huzzah. We shall see what happens. It's particularly nasty. The show must go on. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's what Freddie Mercury's saying, and I always do what Freddie tells me. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. Fine. Sage advice. <laughs> it's in the gay constitution. You have to do what <laughs> Freddie tells you. Article <laughs> five. Um, I was trying to think of some sec- secretary of something, but it didn't work in my <laughs> in my head. I had a, a presentation, but I couldn't think of the right title. Secretary of Queenitude. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was talking about a thing that I said before we started the show, and I said, "Hey, we should start the show." And now I forgot what the thing was. Okay. What was I talking about? I don't know. We just we'll go oh, to the, one of the predetermined topics which we have established. Yeah. Probably cut <laughs> this part out then. I, I keep forgetting to say this. Um, we were we we've talked about talk talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about talk talk this could be a, another regular segment <laughs> and uh the sort of i hesitate to call him the the leader of the band but he he kind of was as most him mr talk talk uh mark hollis there was, you go as the lead singer was you know it, it, a lot of frontmen sort of become the de facto leader of their yeah. groups being sure outgoing and brash types or yeah or they have the the look or whatever mm-hmm. um and but sometimes they're primary songwriters, so it just naturally falls to them. Mm-hmm. If the others are less um, <laughs> bold, yeah, or forceful, or adamant about getting mm-hmm. their stuff into the mix, you know. Sure, sure. Um, Which is you know, like for example, let's say Van Halen. Right. But David Lee Roth was clearly the assumed leader by most people. I would I would say. Yeah, by the media, even though which half the band was named Van Halen. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, and it really rankled them because it was literally their name. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, this is my name. You're talking about this guy is the leader of the band, but uh, you know, he can, he contributed a bunch, but Eddie did most of the music. So take your pick, I guess. Yeah. Uh, insert clip of everybody wants some from better off dead. And it's clearly not uh, a ridiculous example of so Van Halen. Put, put in the moonbeam line, because I thought that was nonsense for the longest time. <laughs> what moonbeam line? That, okay, you, you put it here. Yep. Okay, he says, it's, I've seen a lot of people looking for the moonbeam. Mm-hmm. And it sounds... Like that. It's just, it just sounds like some burbly nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
it's kind of Bill yeah, Cosby. That's, that's a good invitation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Mark Hollis. No, uh, no, no, no. What, what's the actual lyric, though? I mean, I, what's the, what's the part you said that is you didn't what, understand? That's what I said. I've seen a lot of people looking for the moonbeam. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying that or you didn't understand beam. once you learned what the lyrics were. You still no, didn't no. understand it, but no, you just no, didn't no, understand no, no. because it was garbly. No, no. It's <laughs> okay. obvious once you know what the lyric is. Ah, but before like, that, um, it just it just sounded like a bunch of syllables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to put that on um, kissthisguy.com. Yes, exactly. Uh, Mr. Oh, lyrics. A good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a little bunch of lame stuff there. I tried. I thought it was going to keep me in stages for much longer than it did. <laughs> got to pick through the dross to get to the, <laughs> the shining diamonds in, in between. Indeed. All right. Uh, so let's, let's, okay, Mark Hollis for reals this time. But he's a brilliant musician and mm-hmm. um, had big ideas. And along with Tim Freeze Green sort of brought them um, to greater heights of an evolved sound. And then uh, several years after Talk Talk broke up, maybe it was, just two years. I want to say 96 was their last album, and then his was uh, 1998. Mm-hmm. And it is, I did finally listen to it, and it's one of the, the quietest albums I've ever heard. Now, do you mean production-wise, uh, it's very quiet as in no yeah. other sounds, or no. he just is well, playing soft music? Yeah. Both of those things mm. are true. There are the dynamics of the thing are pretty wide ranging, but strangely, you know, a lot of their music was a little sort of down, if you want to say. Um, I wouldn't say doer, but melancholy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or uh, angry at times. Okay. Um, dark, certainly. Sullen. Not so much. All right. Um, just in subject. Just gloomy in places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, you with the specifics of despairing (laughs) i think you have found your perspicacity (laughs) i should be labeling uh stuff for spotify genre wise we'll put all those hashtags in (laughs) for the show yeah um i was the one who was who was uh arguing about uh sub sub genres (laughs) of what edm (laughs) no it's not ilbient it's dark house (laughs) so he uh he did the solo album and then I just was, I, you know, we were talking about having convinced each other to do the thing that we were waiting for the perfect mm-hmm, moment mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Because there was never going to be a perfect mo- moment really. And maybe, you know, you, you're missing out on a, a great thing. And I was, it was a great thing. This album is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. You can listen to it on its own without having heard the whole catalog or followed, you know, the evolution of the band. But it does have, I think, more impact if you're a fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it hangs together really well as a full album, as a set of songs. Mm-hmm. A song. It's not, it's not really a cycle, but uh, the flow is really nice. Mm-hmm. And not to spoil anything, and I won't. Um, I don't want to put a, a clip of music so much, or, or you know, anything. We'll, we'll, we'll put a, a thing about the quietness that'll, that'll tell you. Yeah.
There it is. Yeah. That <laughs> it's crazy quiet and uh, it's upbeat. It's kind of uh, uplifting in a way. Oh. I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. I, Interesting turn of events. I put. I've been trying to do things with more intention lately and not uh, multitask. Mm-hmm. So uh, we may have. Did we talk about single tasking before? Yeah, kind of. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the social media addiction, sort of addressing that as a a thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that goes hand in hand with sort of this idea of trying to multitask, doing doing a bunch of things at once. Yeah. So you've got five tabs open and switching back and forth and you you've got a video on but you're not really watching it, you're listening to it while you browse yeah. Reddit and <laughs> uh, you're you're listening to music while you read a book and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So um I didn't do I, I did nothing else but listen to this album as I used to do when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um at sunset on a really nice day, very few people in the house, maybe there was nobody. It was, it was quiet anyway, so I was able to hear the whole thing. And there's, you know, <laughs> some traffic noise from the street outside every once in a while because there's a lot of, you know, low-level volume stuff happening. Mm-hmm, but sure. it didn't really compromise, you know, how I enjoyed it. It, <laughs> it. it was maybe enhanced by being able to experience the whole room, if you like, you know, were, as well as the were, room of, of the rec- the recording. Yeah. Were, you weren't listening in um, headphones. I was. Oh, okay. Well, because they don't have a decent... Stereo upstairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you were saying you were talking about experience in the room, so I didn't know if you've been. I didn't want to be interrupted while I read it, while I uh, listened to it. Yep. So I couldn't count on that <laughs> downstairs in the sort of public space, if you like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that was the only difference. Uh, but I, I think I would have preferred to listen to it, you know, in a room. Mm-hmm. I think that would have enhanced the whole situation of it. And a room about this size, you know, what fifteen by fifteen kind of thing. This kind of it's probably not much smaller than the room they recorded in. You get a sense of the space. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I just watched the sunset, looked at the trees, <laughs> listened to the zone. It was very bucolic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great experience. I highly recommend it. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool. You know, I was just thinking of going to one of those uh, stereo stores that sells like really high-end speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like the big room. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears> then <throat> you can go in and experience the amazement. Right. Of, you know, six to $10,000 speakers. Uh and you can put on, they'll put on whatever, the stuff that's made specifically to enhance their, their speakers. But you can bring something in and just sit there for a while. Will they let you, you know, because listen to a whole album? They probably would. <laughs> if you looked like you, um, you might conceivably buy something. Wait, you, would you wear a monocle and a top hat like Homer did? And to, yeah. To, buy, to fool the, the auto dealer? Yeah, you got to look the part. Or or <laughs> jeans, you know, Birkenstocks and a um, like $50 Calvin Klein t-shirt or something. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, you look sort of like a uh, grungy a Silicon chic. Valley executive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been in, in one of those, a couple, one in particular. And he said, yeah, these are warm and wonderful, but now listen to these. You know, and, <laughs> and um, you could hear like every, I don't know, every every mouth crackle and mm-hmm. just those unbelievably uh, live and present. But I liked the warm and wonderful ones better just for, for enjoyment purposes. Hmm. The, other, the uh, super clear speakers i think they were six grand a piece were um were amazing in their clarity mm-hmm. but uh but i like the just tone of the the ones that were merely mm, i think they were two thousand a piece wow um they were beethoven's uh by vienna acoustics i remember quite clearly um they had three levels in the <laughs> there was a shelf level which i can't remember i think those are the mozarts and then the um like the 
the sort of larger floor models, which were the Beethovens, then they had the giant ones. Um, <laughs> they were like probably ten grand a pair for. I, I think like those the were Beethoven models. Should be the low end. <laughs> well, Mozart is like chamber music, you know. Mm-hmm. So then Beethoven's like a, a bigger symphony, and then Mahler is the symphony of a thousand, as it were. <laughs> so I think they, I think they thought that through. <laughs> wow. I digress. Now, you might think the Beethoven sounded pretty good, but the Mendelssohn line is <laughs> particularly acute. I think you'll find it a subtle distinction. You sound very similar to the actual salesman. <laughs> um, they, I, I know their type. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was back in... Oh. In the year 2000. I think it was. <laughs> um, so, who knows if that line is even around anymore. Well, I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it might be hard to make a living at it, or sustain a a, a business model. It's, uh, that's an interesting yeah. proposition. Yeah, the world of audio files is uh, is unbelievable. It, Moving on. Okay. I heard that you went to the zoo last Friday. <laughs> it's I think it's Friday before last now, but mm-hmm. let's call it last Friday. Way uh, back a month ago. Yeah, we did. Or last know. month. And it was right before I read an article called Fuck Zoos. <laughs> so that was very... I was elated hmm. and then deflated. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually zoos are dumb. <laughs> Did you go to the Los Angeles Zoo? Yes. Ah, okay. I haven't been there in a long time. I've been to the San Diego Zoo a few times, but yeah. LA Zoo has been a long, long, long while. I mean, the okay, the article has a good point. It is cruel, in a way, to um, coop up, <laughs> to restrict... Uh, the range of a wild animal mm-hmm. and they do their best you know they really they really do try at the LA Zoo I think to a- accommodate the needs of mm-hmm. their animals but they're those are really small enclosures yeah even the biggest one isn't that big uh, they they came into criticism for their elephant uh, enclosure a few years ago mm-hmm. and they they expanded that a lot so that one isn't mm. t- that one's not too bad mm. but really in these days of HD or 4K planet Earth, you don't need the zoo to educate the public. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. About the plight of the animals. Uh, there are some that, there are some animals that would probably do fine. I don't know about the large animals anymore. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. probably, it was, it was fun. It was fun to be there. Um, cool. We saw several old friends, if you like. I was in the anthropology class in 2013. 2013, I want to say, and my project we we had to, we had to do um, a primate uh, sort of field analysis, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, chose siamangs, so there's a male and a female, um, yeah. and just sort of went there and spent four hours um, making notes and observing mm-hmm. and um, watching that watching a specific pair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one individual of the pair, like to pick mm-hmm. one each. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know, insert clip of uh, CMA calls. <laughs> so, that was, uh, there's a lot of that. It's very mm-hmm. loud. Yeah, I remember going to the um, Cheyenne Mountain Zoo in Colorado Springs one time, and they have a howler monkey mm. exhibit. And you you go in and you're surrounded by a sort of circle of cages where the the families or um, or pairings and so forth are all facing inward, at, so they can see each other, 
but you're in the inside, you know, like focal point, insert clip of Howler Monkeys here. goodness it was un- it was deafening <laughs> it you, was uh unbelievable it's uh the howler monkeys that they have at the la zoo were completely silent <laughs> the that time we watched them for a while because um there's a juvenile in there i don't want to call it a baby mm-hmm. um it is pretty small but uh the thing was climbing all over the place so the adults would move you know to the corner maybe mm-hmm. to the back mm-hmm. and then back to the front again <laughs> Uh, the 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 younger ones just just climbing up and down and on the ceiling and mm-hmm. on the, well I mean whatever the net yeah, yeah. <laughs> that passes for the roof yeah uh, then flipping upside down and <laughs> but you know with its toes and in, in the thing and mm-hmm. keeping its tail wrapped around the a limb while it flopped around to get a hold yeah. of the side it was uh, yeah it was really fun yeah like the whole uh, Gibbon family those are those are great mm. um, walking with their arms above their heads and. And uh, so forth. Yeah, there's they, a there's a lot of uh, there's they have an extensive primate section. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Langer exhibit is mm-hmm. pretty big. After three or so hours, it was just like eh, I'm kind of done now. Let's just yeah, go home. <laughs> and it was uh, it was getting very cold. Right. Very unusual. For that's LA Angeles. for you, everybody. <laughs> so cold. Yeah, cold snap. Mm-hmm. Cue everybody uh, in the east slapping me upside the head. <laughs> The uh, San Diego Zoo is is good, but the Wild Animal Park I really enjoy. Mm. Speaking of large enclosures, there's mm-hmm. just you know they have like whole savannas out sure. there. And then uh, what was I going to say about the the Phoenix Zoo is pretty good. They have one out on our side of town on the west side called the Wildlife World Zoo that keeps improving and, and getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I've seen the the Gibbons and and uh, I think the argument CMOs. that that uh, I resonated with most was the idea that. Regardless of your conservation efforts and and your rescue potential, they still are beholden to the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their purpose is to perpetuate the zoo first. Yeah, sure, sure. Not conservation and not education first, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. They gotta gotta be around in order to do the <laughs> yes. other secondary things. Yes, which so, they would promote as primary, but yeah, they, I mean that's what that's what they say. Mm-hmm. But uh, actions uh, sort of belie that aim, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that statement. I, I um, yeah, I'll link it. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Have you been to or seen uh, Shambhala, uh, Tippy Hedren's uh, large animal rescue? No, I have not. Hi, kids. My name is Tippy Hedren, and I'd like to introduce you to a really wonderful place called Shambhala. Shambhala is a Sanskrit word, it's a very ancient language, and it means a meeting place of peace and harmony for all beings, animals, and humans. We were just tooling around Los Angeles, and we went over... Um, Debbie Hedren being the lead actress. actress in... Actor, sorry. The uh, lead actor in The Birds. Yes, the yes. Hitchcock film. And she started a, a, a large animal rescue um, north of Los Angeles, north of the... The valley, well, just around the traumatic experience like that. <laughs> well, want to save <laughs> save the animals. You're going to want to save all the large predators you can possibly find. Well, here's what happened: we were driving <laughs> um, north of of the valley and kind of went. Eh, I don't know. You know where Vasquez rocks are? Oh yeah, those slanty rocks from the the Gorn episode of Star Trek, and uh-huh. about 500 
thousand yes. westerns and you uh-huh. know they've just been in everywhere. a million other movies Bill yeah Ted. yeah yeah somewhere around there so on the north side of the san gabriel mountains kind of in the foothills and you're we're just going on a little little street or rather uh kind of like county highway came around a corner and there's an elephant <laughs> right there uh inside, in the road? behind no no right next to the road though <laughs> uh in an enclosure <laughs> and um we're like what we pulled in and it we turns just out let the this... animals roam free uh, <laughs> oh good tippy headron impersonation mind the signs <laughs> see them <laughs> elephant head so we pulled in and well there's a sign that said shambhala <laughs> and um we How pulled in it yeah i know it's so turned it so it's just like old circus animals there were lions sure and um Maybe tigers and bears. I can't remember for sure, but I know they, there were a couple of elephants, some lions, and, and just sort of aged show business and um, yeah. a- animals that she had uh, rescued and other services that they'd been through. But uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of neat. We I'm, that. I'm definitely on board the Fox Circuses train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their treatment of clowns is deplorable, and I think it should cease immediately. Oh, oh well, in that case, I'm, I'm against you on that part, but because uh, I'm not a fan. I am a, uh, the only clown I like is Krusty. Everybody else can uh, can just get right out. I mean, so. fan. I laugh. <laughs> fan is a strong word for how I, how I would feel about Krusty. Sympathizer, a real person. Are you a clown sympathizer? Clown <laughs> apologist. I'm, yes, I'm not a Krusty apologist for sure. He's a terrible uh. person. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah. I missed an opportunity to do a uh, Dr. Hibbert laugh. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of oh, fake. my heavens, no. <laughs> uh, we have to... We, um, postpone a couple topics. Well, we have <laughs> apology corner. We should do yeah. a, uh, a correction corner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with two Ks. I say you're wrong. We're just on the dawn of correction. I said there were 30 Discworld novels just as a round figure. I didn't literally mean there were 30 but there are actually 41 Discworld novels yeah well, last week they're not a pr- prolific writer there are 35 in the sort of main series and there are six young adult mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um the tiffany aching series and tiffany, the amazing tiffany aching series the young witch and then the amazing maurice and his educated rodents which mm-hmm. i recommend to everyone i've got two copies so that i have a lender <laughs> yep. and um it is that is one of my favorite books of all time Oh, absolutely. I, I keep trying. Every school I go to, I say, you need to get mm. this in your library. Yes. Um, they, they kind of shine me on and say, oh, okay. But then they never get it. But uh, uh, yeah, it's great. Should encourage the English teachers to, to like uh, assign it as a, why not assign it, uh, but use it ex- as a class reading. Excuse me, language arts teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, language arts, right. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, shall. I shall. English professors, language arts teachers. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Fine distinction. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read any of the uh, various young adult offerings that he did. Um, the We Free Men or the Tiffany Aching books. But I I did really like Amazing Maurice, so maybe I should give them a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom said it's uh, The Amazing Morris. I know it, that's the English pronunciation, but people don't know what that means if you say it. So. If you're talking to an Anglophile, you can say The Amazing Morris, but yeah. people won't know how to spell it. Insert uh, <laughs> Space Cowboy hit clip here. If you so if you don't say it 
that way. I'll uh, I'll put a link to Amazon. So beautiful. Yeah. Our excellent. Our small cadre of regulars can go check it out. Sweet. Hey, speaking of regulars, that they might also recognize this music that's playing, and so that means that uh, we probably should you know split. Actually, we don't, uh, because I have a surprise for you. <gasps> surprise! I... Insert clip of uh, Gomer Pyle. Surprise! 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 <laughs> yes, cut the music. <laughs> I uh, I gave myself an early birthday present, and I bought this show unlimited bandwidth. Mmm, <laughs> something. <laughs> so huzzah! Wow! Look All the you. more blather, everyone. Cool. I don't want wow, to abuse that up. privilege, but it is uh, some. Ru- and also today uh, we've got to get going because we have a birthday brunch to go to. So <laughs> um, <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this our our first show with ult- yeah. uh, unlimited bandwidth. Uh, we got to cut it short, folks. Way to pull the rug out. We just had. Uh, I just want to. I don't want to um, go on too long because we're <laughs> we, we've got another huge topic that we probably should shove off to uh, the ne- the next show. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to sell that short. What is it about our our, our baby might be a Rush fan? No, is that that's the intro not. to I our Rush. I didn't think that would take too long. <laughs> rush episode. Self driving cars. You wanted to talk. Ah, uh, so okay. <laughs> that's a that's a big thing. Ooh, what a tease. <laughs> Let's, let's, uh, but let's talk about the smartest baby in the world. We need some smartest baby in the world theme music. Let's, oh, there it I'll is. Have, I'll hey. think about it. I'll think. All about right. It. All right. Very we'll good. Find something for that. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I put it in my thinking machine. No, no. Um, it's just that uh, this morning I was I had Pandora on during um, just when we get up. On a weekend, uh, I um, I typically put Pandora on just because we have some time, and oh. I put it on the uh, the random channel and uh, Rush, not Limelight, Free Will. There we go. Ah. Free Will came on, and um, you know it was going along for a while, and then we put the baby down in in the living room, and she started dancing. She started grooving. Nice to it. I was like, ah, all right. She was watching the, watching the screen. It, it was just the album cover, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she's like bouncing up and down, kind of feeling the feeling the groove. So. She might be a Rush uh, fan. Awesome. Mm-hmm. People, uh, I've had a couple of people who know that I, I love that band ask if I'm going to try to indoctrinate your, your daughter, my niece, <laughs> um, with, all of, with all of the Rush. And I was like, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in trying to, you know, force my <laughs> uh, dinosaur opinions on the youth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I want to play the variety that I that I play for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's with me, then we'll be listening to the the stuff I listen to, and then the stuff she listens to. She's, she's got her own mind, but Excellent. I do want to expand it where possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because to be fair, I I yes, I love Rush, but I uh, I don't listen to them very often anymore because it's there's a ton of new music that I'm excited about and that I usually listen to. Yeah, you don't need to listen to Rush. You just I mean, like it's the downside of Spotify. You don't get, mm-hmm. you know, we, we were talking about this before. You, there's so much you don't really get deep into any one thing. Yeah. Very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, the exceptions, I, I've been trying to do that more the last several months. There'll be an album that I sort of 
latch on to. And here we're back to the advantage of Spotify, which is that you can sample so much, mm-hmm. you can weed out, you know, the really good albums from some junk that you just toss aside and you're not obligated to listen to more than a few tracks of <laughs> because it, it just comes with the price, you know? Yeah. Well, this like is a problem. I have. a flat fee anyway. This is a problem I have with Pandora, I think, hmm. um, with the thumbs up, thumbs down business. Yeah. I don't, uh, okay, I've got a um, Boston Pops Orchestra channel and invariably 95% of it is John Williams and Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, and I don't want to, I, I feel um, sad if I thumbs down Star Wars music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I just skip it, right. but uh, but it just keeps coming up. Yeah, so it's so like those, yeah, at some point, yeah, and then the you know four percent, mm-hmm. okay, ninety five percent Star Wars, four percent Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> and then one percent some other thing that that usually uh, you know who knows what it is, but uh, that Here's maybe the some James Horner. Oh, come on, <laughs> so you know, and I have a John Williams uh, a channel and a <laughs> film scores or movie music channel. Anyway, I'm like, can't you? differentiate those no no it can't <laughs> so <laughs> uh so yes i um oh i've got i've got a lot of things to share with your child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, russia is just one of the things that i find magnificent we'll have to get get a room like in uh, venture brothers <laughs> where <laughs> dr venture sat dean down in that little egg chair with his <laughs> headphones and you know yeah but was it um was it the wall? I, think, that, I don't or, remember. I don't remember. What was the album was. that he needed him to listen to, to to get his mind focused towards super science? Yeah. Clip time. Progressive rock. Now, normally, I'd start you off with Asia or something more accessible, but I think you're ready for the primo shit. I don't know what to say. Just say yes. Oh, so awesome. And then he flew too close to the sun because yes. uh, he left him alone in there too long. Indeed. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, right. Well, okay, now music. Oh, there it is. Back on. Back on. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll let the show be uh, free and easy moving forward. Sweet. Yeah, I know about that. It's, it's just, I feel uh, a great weight has been lifted. <laughs> but then also, again, another weight is... <laughs> I was never happy with 112 kilobits per second, so I'm ah. <laughs> gratified. To yeah, that is a strange bump number. The, can bump the, uh, the resolution of, uh-huh. the, of the podcast. So. Um, although, when one weight has been lifted, now another has been dropped on <laughs> because longer show equals longer editing time. <laughs> so, Well, that's why I don't want to do it too. I don't want to get crazy yeah. because, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice not to have a deadline, you know, to then yes. all of a sudden we have to cut some shows short, yeah. you know, sort of artificially mm-hmm. uh, short. So that's cool. Okay, good for, good um, I mean, us. limited, but uh, not rigid. Yeah, right. In all things, let a man be that Bart uses on Rusty's <laughs> father. Oh. In all things, let a man be. At all times, let a man be supple as a reed and not rigid as a cedar. Ah. Supple as a reed, rigid as a cedar. Okay. <laughs> and the other rabbis are, oh, I don't remember. <laughs> He's got a good point there. Yes, but doesn't it not also say? <laughs> but, my short learned friend, the book of Joshua says, you shall meditate on the Torah all day and all night. Very good. <laughs> Very good. 
That is our show. I have been Marcus. I have been James, and you've been listening to, to Talmud Talk. No, wait, <laughs> I mean, it's just called Two Brothers. More explanation of the Sigma Jewish text next week. And we're back. <laughs> if you have commentary on our reading, <laughs> send them to at, IJ, at IJC2BS at gmail.com. And then you can send us a tweet at IJC2B. On Twitter. Well, I would assume you would <laughs> you'd be tweeting us at, on Twitter, yes. And I blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. We love each and every one of you. <gasps> Insert clip of crowd going on. <laughs>